Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 133 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we pause from our Come Follow Me studies for this week and we have a look at something else that I've been studying for a bit of variety just to share a few other things on here and to share some listener comments as well. Although having said that, there aren't any listener comments this week. Um, That happens occasionally and so... uh, that's not a problem. We can dive straight into something that I've been looking at. Now, as listeners know, I, I quite enjoy looking at the enzyme uh, each month. Um, since I, I found the study plan uh, function on the uh, Gospel Library app, uh, it is something which I've been very much consistently being able to study. Uh, obviously, we have the uh, the paper copy that comes with the post, which is very useful and very good as well. Uh, but um, having that study plan app, uh, well, the study plan function on the Gospel Library app is very useful because it breaks it down for me into small chunks each day through that month. Uh, and also it, it gives me a little reminder in the evening as well to uh, to study that section if I haven't already. Uh, so very useful uh, and it means I get to um, have a look each month. Well, this month um, there's, a, there's a lot of really interesting discussion about supporting members uh, whose family members are kind of leaving the church or have left the church. Um, and many other things like that, uh, specifically focused at young adults. But, you know, I think that these these points and these matters apply to all of us at this at this point. And there was a really interesting um, article in the Enzyme called Questions to Ask Yourself Before You Talk About Less Active Members. And the, the tagline at the head or the header says, we can all learn to be a little more empathetic and loving in how we talk to and about people who are no longer active in the church. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not a less active member. Um, and if you are someone that is struggling with their faith, then that is that is great that you're listening to this podcast. And I hope that it can support and bless you as well. This actually really opened my eyes a little bit as to how we need to speak more kindly and lovingly about people who are no longer active in the church or perhaps reasons why they left the church. This is something that is particularly relevant for me at this point not in my direct family, but in, in my kind of extended family, there is an, a couple of individuals or an individual that is thinking about or talking about or having left the church. And obviously, you know, this is a very difficult um, realisation or, or I don't want to say the word revelation. I don't think that's appropriate with that. But it's, it's a difficult um, discovery to make that you know, people that you know and love uh, are making that choice to to leave the covenants and the blessings that they have made um, in the church and in the temple. And I think that um, there's an experience shared at the start of this article. And, and by the way, I would just say, if I'm not going to be able to get through everything on this. I'm going to be sharing kind of the premise of it and also the, the main points that are made. But there's some really, really good quotes and ideas within this article. So if you haven't looked at it yet, it's in the April 2021 Enzyme. Um, but you can't actually read it in the actual paper enzyme. It's a digital only article, which is another reason why I like to look at the enzyme uh, on the app as well, because there are a few articles in there on the app that aren't in the paper in the paper enzyme. Um, so, yeah, it's called questions to ask yourself before you talk about less active members. Uh, and if you just you know search on the LDS website or look on your gospel library app in the April 2021 enzyme, you'll find it. But it starts by saying this. Quote, I don't remember exactly what comments in seminary made me start crying. Maybe it was, 
you know, less active members just didn't search hard, hard enough for the answers, or the consensus that they'd all been deceived. Maybe it was the comparison of former members to the people in the mists of darkness, or the implication that there was no hope for them unless they speedily returned to the church. One of these comments was the breaking point, and I burst into tears. I didn't leave class, I just sat at my desk and cried. I was 15 years old. My dad had left the church 13 years before. Close quote. The scary thing about this, like when, when I think about this um, quote, is that I've heard these comments be made in church settings. I've heard these comments be made in other settings about less active members, uh, yeah, about them. Um, things like, oh, they just didn't look hard enough or, or, you know, they've been deceived and, you know, or they're deceiving themselves in their thoughts. Um, and obviously, you know, whilst there may perhaps be some truth in some of these comments and these things like that, they can be very hurtful. Um, and if if someone who, you know, wasn't a member of the church <clears throat> or, in, or indeed that person themselves heard us talking about them in that way, it could be very difficult and very upsetting to hear. Now, of course, like I say, sometimes those things may well be the case, but I think that we need to become a little more sensitive, particularly in this day and age where, you know, information is flying around and where um, individuals can share things about each other very easily when with, with thoughts of little consequence. Uh, particularly social media is a very difficult place at times because it's very easy to hit post uh, on a on a on a on a um update that we want to share but it's very hard to take that back when people see it and read it uh and it's and it's sometimes the case that you wouldn't say those kind of things in person so why would you say them online so the so the the art the author gives us a few things to consider as we talk about and 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 think about less active members the first one is quote how do i refer to less active members Remember that there are good people everywhere, whether they're less active or less active in the church or not members at all. It can be easy to use us and them language and moralise the decision of others to stop believing or participating. But remember, we don't know all the circumstances surrounding their choice, close quote. So the way we speak about less active members, the way we refer to them as a general group, I think is important. Not to uh, say, oh, well, they, they weren't strong enough or they, they didn't endure, you know. Those could be very um, in, insensitive things to say about individuals when we don't actually know their full situation. Um, I was, I had, I'm, gonna, I'm in danger of uh, spending too long on this. I might actually break this down into two different episodes and kind of cover this over two two Mondays because there is a lot to think about here. I was actually in a circum in a situation in the last year actually when I was kind of in my role uh, and obviously I can't disclose too much but I was listening to some thought some kind of actions and things that had happened in a member's life um and that had led to a need to have some discussion about um moving forward in their membership and you know on the face of it what had happened some people would have gone oh they've made a silly choice there you know oh, why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that you know just to make sure they stayed away from that that cliff edge, as it were. You know, that analogy we have sometimes where, you know, we, we drive closer to the edge of the cliff and it becomes more dangerous. Uh, we're more, you know, in danger of toppling over. Well, this person had toppled over. And I guess the question was, well, why didn't they just stay away from that edge? But actually, as this person kind of explained their life circumstances, explained what happened to them, some awful things had happened to them. 
Um, and it suddenly made me realize and opened my eyes to the fact that actually our actions are also based on kind of a life of context as well. And as members of the church, generally, when we see people leaving the church, even, you know, extended family members leaving the church, we don't know their full life situation and circumstance. Now, of course, we know as members of the church that the gospel of Jesus Christ is better to have in their life than to not. But I think that, you know, that can easily be lost when things are not quite the way they should be in their lives. And there, there are these difficulties and things that we don't know of. Um. I am going to just cover off the last, uh, the second point, and then the other four points that I've made in this article I'm going to share next Monday. It says, quote, do I use generalized comments? I think, again, similar to the last one, we need to be careful that we don't speak of, you know, the, the homo- speak of a homogenous group of less active people to say they, they, them, people who have left the church. Because again, Every situation is different. There will be some people that have searched, that have, you know, done all these things and have struggled to, to stay active. And then there are others who haven't. Uh, and we can't speak about less active members as one group because they are all different. Um, a great tip that's given is this, quote, keep an eye out for innocent but exclusionary questions. For example, in young women classes, we were often asked to share stories about how lives were affected because our fathers held the priesthood. It only takes little rewording to make a world of difference and include everyone. Perhaps it would have been better to ask something like, how has your life been affected by the power of the priesthood? Close quote. That then leaves it open for individuals who have fathers who hold the priesthood to share those experiences, but also those that don't have fathers who hold the priesthood. I should, sorry, I should make that clear. Fathers who don't have the priesthood. Uh, sorry, fathers, individuals who have fathers that have the priesthood can share those experiences with them. But then those children, those those young women, for example, in that class who don't have fathers that hold the priesthood can share how the priesthood has blessed their lives in other ways through church members that hold that priesthood or through, you know, your women leaders who act in the in, in the power of the priesthood as well. I am going to have to stop it there. It's a very interesting article and I, and I fully recommend you reading it. And I'll go through her other four points that she makes and the tips that are given next Monday. Thank you very much for your time and I hope you enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast in all the usual areas and until we meet again.